Hey, Jason. So I learned something about you this weekend. What's that? You are not a bad hockey player. Like, you you talked yourself down like, oh, I haven't played ice hockey in so long. And and you come out to my parents' house. You come out to the, my, my childhood home to play pond hockey with me and a bunch of guys that my sister's boyfriend invited over. And you showed us what was up. Well, you were top shelf in pucks like it was like going out of style. I'm not a good hockey player. I'll just say that you're really bad at hockey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that so much. I'm really glad that you're at the start of our very first episode of 2017. Yeah. You're already criticizing. me. <laughs> Don't worry. Animal facts for Jason. will oh. take care of that. But anyway, so we play hockey, and Jason's just got these awesome, amazing puck handling skills. But Jason and I also realize that we're old. Yes. Like, even though I'm 27, like, I'm old and out of shape and fat. Yeah. And me at my 32 years old, I need the day off today. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my abs hurt. And I'm like, I don't remember you even using my... I don't know. It's, It's just I hurt everywhere. I miss so many pucks. I... I fell on my butt so many times playing hockey, and uh, we got these like eighteen and nineteen year old kids that are like the little ne- next Wayne Gretzky's, just skating they were circles good. around us. They were really good. Like the one kid, he did this thing where he put the tip of his stick on top of the puck, yeah. and he, he was just like moving it around the they ice, and is like, I can't get him, and he would just like skate circles around me, he was like up, got yeah. around you, and he just shoot the puck at the. If net. I could have caught him, I would have checked him, dude. That's what we need. We need like. You forgot to mention that this was outside on your parents' pond. Yeah, at my childhood home, my parents have like a one-acre size pond. And and it was 13 degrees. 13 degrees outside, and Jason and I are just playing hockey with these kids. And I'm sore, and I hurt. My toes hurt so bad. (laughs) I thought my toes were frozen. I thought I lost them. I I thought they were gone. Jason and I lost our toes, you guys. Yeah. All of them. Sacrifice. But anyway, so Jason and I are old, but hey, it's a new year. It's a new episode of the podcast. And it's Welcome. Friday the and 13th. it's Friday the 13th, and we got some really interesting things to talk about. We're going to bring on two brothers, uh, the Piseki brothers, Nathan and Philip. Blood brothers, not just brothers in Christ. Yeah, they're actually related. They had the same mother and father. Yes. Um, but they're gonna, uh, Nathan has a really interesting story and that's the reason why we asked him to come on the podcast is he's seen some demon stuff. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know why. You have this weird <laughs> obsession with demons. I do. And I don't know why. I do. Like, I think I it's, s- it's, it's like one of those things you grew up with at church. You like, the, it wasn't taught at my church. Like demons and Holy Spirit didn't exist. I'm looking at your sweatshirt right now and it's like your deer has like demon eyes. Like the way like the graphic is on the t-shirt, like his eyes are abnormally large and white and just yep. it's like he's going to kill me. He's coming to you from Big Flats, Wisconsin. <laughs> anyway, so we got a great episode for you guys. Thank you so much. This is actually season two of the podcast and we're really looking forward to like 2017 just being an amazing year of just amazing guests and stories and we're really glad that you guys are joining with us and we're gonna have a great episode for you here some demons some just stuff that god is doing uh overseas so yeah and i really hope you hold your little cup of tea like that the entire time we do this episode (laughs) there's not much coffee and we needed to make it go around so we use tiny little teacups instead of coffee cups from a child's place said. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right. This is not your pastor's demon episode.
right, guys, we are here with the Piseki brothers. We got Philip to my right. Say what's up, Philip. What's up, guys? Or just Phil. Or Big Both Philly words. style. Whatever or Phyllis. Want. We have lots of nicknames for him at the church. <laughs> and then to my left, we have Nathan Piseki. Say what's up, man. Salam alaikum. Oh. oh. That, was, what, that was Arabic. That was Arabic? I wasn't speaking in tongues. What, what is... Uh, so my my neighbors next door are Lebanese, and they said that marhaba is like hello. Yeah, that's that's true. Yes, you got it. Yes, <laughs> sounded good doing it too. That's nice. Yeah, well, say it again. Marhaba. <laughs> you got I'm the so- throat noises. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded pretty that, good. That, you know, hawk sound like yeah. a piece of popcorn stuck in your esophagus. That's great. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with me, of course, is still Jason. Hi, yep, Jason. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyway, guys, so we're here. Uh, these brothers have some amazing stories, and uh, mainly what we wanted to do is we wanted to have to have uh, Nathan on to tell his story. He um, he is a missionary to Oman, and I was like thinking about it. Like, is it okay if I say that? Like, is there anybody like in the is it Omani government that's going to be listening to this? Be like, oh man, he's a missionary. Like, oh, too late now, I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> we can I'm we can joking. put a filter on your I'm voice. I'm just that. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really tapped into Flint, Michigan, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, they're looking out so, for us on the radar. <laughs> so, Jason, do you have some facts about Oman? Because we're, we're Oman, Oman, If for those of you who don't know geography, is right next to Yemen. And is it right? Is it south of Saudi Arabia? Uh, it is east of Saudi Arabia. Okay. North of Yemen. Okay. Below the UAE. Okay. Right on the water. Nice. They got good beaches over there? Decent, yeah. Not a lot of people swim, but um, they're pretty. Is it? Is it shark infested waters? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is that why people aren't swimming? No, they just, I don't know what it is. They just, they're not into it. Oh, okay. Like America, they're obsessed with swimming. Philip just took his daughter the other day to her first swimming lessons and she's like eight months old. Nice. But over there, and they're just water. not about swimming. Anyway, so Jason, <laughs> you found some fun facts about Oman. So tell, tell the people what's up with Oman. Yeah. Um, well, I pulled these off the internet and so I was kind of curious, uh, <laughs> How accurate these are. So, Nathan, you're our fact checker. Great. Uh, Maybe I'll quiz you a little bit on uh, some of this stuff. So, Oman is the oldest human inhabited place on Earth, or one of them, anyway. (laughs) Did you know that? I've never heard that That fact in my life. That whole Middle Eastern section of the globe is like that. Yeah, the city of Deiriz. Oh, yeah. Is 9,000 years old. Okay, I, I'm hearing these for the first time, but yeah. I believe them. Uh, to contrast, uh, Flint, uh, Phil's mission field That's right. is 198 years old. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there, guys. We're catching up. It'll be soon. Um, what is the most popular drink? The uh, most. Pop. I should say pop or soda pop. Oh, soda pop. Um, oh, man. I'm, I want to say... Mountain Dew. Oh, that's it. That's it? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. it. I would have totally yeah. guessed. You Coke. just agreed with three different websites that <laughs> I found that on. Praise God. It was like the number one <laughs> fact. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, yeah. Mountain Dew is the highest selling beverage and is often referred to as Amani alcohol. Yeah, that's that's true. There's a drink called Power Horse, too, which is like Red Bull on steroids. Whoa. Um, but <laughs> Mountain Dew, yeah, they love it. Yeah. Uh, from my time in Jordan, like they loved... They love their sugary drinks. Oh, yeah. Diabetes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Is um, that like legit? Is there a lot of diabetes over so there? So many. <laughs> <laughs> so many people have it. Let's see here. Because I got a lot here. We'll try to narrow some of these down. Um, one of the social things. You never point at someone with your foot 
it's extremely belittling. That's true. Yeah, and I do not do that. And I don't have any stories of me doing that. I just like, I, I now, when I get really mad at people, I'm just going to point at them with my foot. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I'm pointing at Alex right now. It's just under the table. He's, he's trying to play footsie with me. <laughs> yeah. It's extremely uncomfortable. Uh, Aman has no income tax, is regarded as wealthy, has very little or no terrorism, has a very low crime rate, and that, better water than Flint. That's true, yeah. People always say, oh, you're in the Middle East, it must be dangerous, but in reality, Philip is much more at harm in Flint, you know? Yes. Uh, the capital city is Muscat, and that's a cool sounding name. Yeah, Muscat, that's uh, kind of where I live. I live on the outskirts of Muscat. Okay. So. That's great. It's a good, it's a good spot. Do you ever wear shorts? You know, I I did one time, and it was probably the worst time I could have worn shorts. It's kind of a crazy story. Maybe we can tell it later. Um, okay. I don't know if now's a good time. I just read, I was, well, one of my facts is shorts and sleeveless shirts are unacceptable That's true. to wear in public. Don't do that. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I did it one time. It's not good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, um... Not Your Pastor's Podcast has a couple of plays from Amon. I'm assuming that's you, maybe? Yes, that Thank is. You. <laughs> <laughs> you delayed there. I thought, I thought maybe we were going worldwide. But then that is me. Confirm. It's just I, an American listening yeah, to yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, All right, one more. Amon, uh, Amon has an ice hockey team. That is true. And I actually have a Canadian friend out there with yeah. me, and he was fired up to hear that. The Muscat Timberwolves. Yeah, I believe that's Do the name. Do they even have uh, wolves out there in Oman? I don't think so. Yep, the hockey team is made up of mostly Americans and Canadians, and their Facebook page has 233 likes. Wow. Which uh, is more than Not Your Pastor's Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need those likes. Yes. Please, somebody. Those are great facts. So, wow. yeah, I mean, I got a couple more here, but we'll we'll, we'll save them. But, I didn't know frankincense came from a tree. That was new to me. Yeah. I don't know why. Did anybody else know that? No, I knew that. I have frankincense oil. It yeah. was given to me by a wise man who traveled far from yeah. the eastern land. Did you get it at your birth? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what they say. They say one of the wise men was actually from Oman, they believe. Yeah. Uh, well, because w- of the frankincense. Makes yeah. sense. Oh, man. So, much, so many fun facts about Oman. Yeah. Well, we could go for days. <laughs> but that's not why we're here. <laughs> no. The reason why we're here is because we want to hear stories uh, from Nathan's time in Oman because, well, one of the things is, so Phil and I hang out from time to time, and Phil will just let me know about all these different stories that uh, his brother told him, and I'm like, can he come on the podcast? Because that sounds just totally amazing. And so... If I, it's finally working out. Yeah, I think you guys were at my house at my Lego party a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. And I brought up my demon book. Yes. <laughs> so, I, this really terrifying, insane book I got for free at a Salvation Army of this. Of this, It's a terrifying book. I'll have to post some pictures of that because it is. I think this woman was going through uh, stigmata, uh, which is like she's bearing the marks of Christ. And yeah. I. I don't know everything that goes along with it, but it was talking about how her legs would roll up and it was like a picture book. So it had all kinds of pictures of her like 
with this really creepy smile. When you originally told me about it, I was like, like, is it like a coloring book? Like, a that picture was book. messed up. No, I mean, it is. It's a terrifying book. But I brought up that book and we were talking about it. And then, Phil, you were like, my brother's got some crazy yeah, demon it, stories. It's cool. that We'll, we'll hit that story. Um, but really, with the podcast... I knew that Nathan has a lot of really, really cool things that are happening over in the Middle East, and uh, it's something that I knew uh, from the second you guys started this, like, it would be great to have him on here because he's doing a lot of awesome things for the kingdom, and uh, it's just, it's good things that uh, the Holy Spirit's doing, and we want to get it out there and, you know, have more people hear all about it. So without further ado, Mm. let's get into the stories. (laughs) So uh, Nathan, any story that you want to tell, it doesn't have to be particular order, like, this story gets slightly not so crazy than into crazy, but like whatever you want to tell, anything well, off the can bat. Can I ask a question first? Yeah, like, of course. How did you settle on Oman? Yes, that is a great question. Um, long story short, I am with an organization called Youth with a Mission. And yeah, very long story short, just the opportunity came up um, that, um, yeah, one of my friends was moving over there and wanted to bring a team as well. Um, and I just started praying about it. I'd been there previously for a three month missions trip, um, to do missions over there. So I was praying about it. And as I was praying about it, I kind of really wanted like a crazy spiritual experience. Like, you know, have a dream at night where God tells me, you know, move to Oman, you know, be a missionary over there or just some crazy, you know, wild experience where God really makes it clear. But I was just reading, uh, Matthew 28 one day and, I was reading the Great Commission, and it just said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. And I just uh, really felt like through that, it was just like, man, God said go. You know, what more do I need? The opportunities here, Oman, you know, has very little Jesus presence over there right now. So the opportunity came up, and I just went for it. So, Yeah, that's pretty incredible. It is really incredible. But and you're tw- like you said earlier, you're 23 years old. 23, yeah. Uh, that's a whole lot more bold than I would have been at 23 <laughs> to like move halfway around the world. How long do you? I mean, you're here visiting. You're with us in the flesh today, but like yes, like how long do you stay over there? Or do you have like a return home date? Are you just over there? Or? Well, I've been out there um, one year so far, so I'm learning the language out there. I'm learning Arabic, and uh, the language program is a total of two years, so I at least have one more year of language, and then I definitely want to use, you know, that language when I get it down yeah. more and more. I'm getting quite a bit of it right now, but um, yeah, a lot of growth still needed, so I want to use that uh, for a while, so I, I'm kind of there indefinitely until I feel like God's calling me elsewhere, so it could be, yeah, quite a few more years. It could be five years, 10 years, 20 years. Who knows? I don't want to derail awesome. because everything you're saying is really awesome. But how do you say Jason's an idiot in Arabic? Oh, come on. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I just think it would be fun to Why have not? a little sound bite. Actually, I don't know. I don't know idiot, but um, Jason Mushkila is basically Jason is a problem. <laughs> Jason Mushkila. I have. He's lots, a good problem have to have. I love you, buddy. Well, thank you, Alex. It's mutual sometimes. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Anyway, so, man, that's such an awesome story. And if anybody out there is listening to this, like, that's one of the things that's really compelling to me. Like, we here's a kid who grew up in a – you grew up uh, in Waterford, Clarkson area, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And you just felt compelled by the Holy Spirit just through reading the scriptures, like, to go. And maybe this was the place for you. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But you're you're going and you're at least following through with the Great Commission. And that's just incredible to me, so – yeah, thank you. Definitely. But are we ready for some stories now, guys? 
Let's do it. I'm just chomping at the bit. I want to hear some stories. Yeah, so any story. You just want any story right now. Like, just, yeah, anything. Like, what's been your most memorable moment so far? Most memorable moment. Um, well, yeah, so one thing that's really been happening out there um, very regularly, like, I'm, I'm talking, like, you know, four four days a week at least, like, we see uh, healings happening, like, just physical healings where a person will have pain in that moment and will pray and that pain in that moment will just leave and they'll feel better. Um, so that's been happening very regularly. And one of my kind of favorite stories regarding just physical healing, um, that really impacted me. It was probably about, I want to say six months ago or so. Um, I was at just this one like local hotel. They had a restaurant there. So me and uh, a few of my friends were eating there. And while I was there, um, yeah, I just decided like, I just, I just try to, you know, live a lifestyle of just going for it and taking risks. And I I really just see God show up when I do that. So I ended up telling like the manager of the restaurant, like, Hey, look, I love to pray for people for healing. And Jesus loves to heal people. Um, if you have any waiters or waitresses that are in pain, um, you can, you know, send them to me and I can pray for them. Um, so I just, I, I offered, you know, the, the kingdom in that way to them. And just like, you kind of, kind of put the ball in their court to see, you know, if they, anyone had any pain, if they wanted to, you know, come up to me and, get prayer. So anyways, we're eating and just no one's coming up to me, like no one at all. But I really felt led to ask that. So I'm like, I was huh. just kind of thinking in like in my heart, like, I think someone, you know, has some issues that they need prayer for. So anyways, on our way out, I just went up to the manager and asked him like, Hey, like no one had any pain. And he was like, Oh, like a few of them did, but they were kind of like too shy. Cause it was, there was some women, uh, that had pain. So anyways, I just went up to the, this group of people, um, and it was two girls from the Philippines. There's a lot of Filipino workers there. And then there was this uh, guy, I believe from Sri Lanka um, there as well. And I asked them if they had pain and then they finally opened up and the guy had like some nerve damage down his left leg um, that he was struggling with. So I asked if I could pray for him and, you know, did the whole, the spiel that I kind of give. Um, anyways, I start praying for him. I pray once and nothing happens. There's no pain leaves this guy's left leg. I pray twice. No pain leaves this guy's left leg. I pray a third time and like no pain really leaves his left leg. Like I think he made some comment just like trying to be nice to me. Like yeah. maybe it's a little better, but you, like you totally tell him nothing happened. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, like, okay, I prayed three times. Um, I'll just, you know, I just told him like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'll keep praying for you um, as I go. You didn't hit him on top of the head like Benny Hinn would. That's what you, that's what you forgot to do. <laughs> that's what I forgot to do. I forgot to punch <laughs> the pain out of him. Yeah. Which, <laughs> um, but anyway, so there's these Filipino women um, next to him. And I just, I in this moment, like, I, I just didn't get discouraged by the what I didn't see. And I yeah. just um, still offered prayer for them as well. And this uh, Filipino woman who was actually a believer, um, or kind of a, you know, nominal Christian, uh, it seemed like she said, I have really bad knee pain and, like, I get headaches, like, a lot. And I have a headache right now and my knees and a lot of pain right now. But she was like, but I, I believe in Jesus. Like, I pray. So I, I'm okay. I don't need prayer. And anyways, I just said, like, look, like, I know, you know, Jesus can fully heal you without me, but I know one of the main ways he moves is through his body and he loves to use his body. So um, I was just like, I would love to pray for you right now in this moment. I believe Jesus can heal you right right now. So anyway, she allowed me and I ended up putting my hand on her knee and I had her put her hand on her head. And I just uh, prayed kind of a, I like to pray like authoritative commanding prayers, like not like, you know, God, if it be your will, I ask that you would heal this woman. I, I don't pray like that. I I pray prayers like, like Peter, you know, past the guy who couldn't walk and he was like silver and gold. I have none, but you know, in the name of Jesus, get up and yeah. walk, like kind of just like commanding prayers. Um, so 
anyways, I just prayed, you know, simple kind of commanding prayer, like pain, I command you to get out of her knee and headaches, I command you to leave in Jesus name. And as soon as I did that, um, this woman just broke down into tears and her knee pain instantly just vanished. Her headache instantly went away and she was just in tears. And what really uh, just kind of impacted me so much about the story is she, she looked at me and she, she looked into my eyes and it was just, she was bawling and she said, thank you for giving me my miracle. And it just like really, um, and you know, not that I gave her, you know, obviously God gave her her miracle, but he loves to use his body. And I just, I was super impacted in that moment because I'm like, man, this woman's a Christian from the Philippines and she's never experienced like a real, like, you know, tangible, miraculous encounter with God who is, we read all throughout the Bible. He's, he's, you know, the God of miracles. He does amazing things, but she had never experienced anything like that. So I was just like in that moment, just super impacted. Like, man, I want to, you know, give the lost this experience with this amazing God, as well as, you know, the church and Christians mm-hmm. who had never experienced Holy Spirit in, in any type of way like that, you know? So that's one, yeah, cool story that uh, kind of really impacted me in the area of healing. I'm just like, man, I really want to keep taking risks and stepping out and offering prayer to people and see cool stuff happen. Yeah. It's the taking risks that's like really convicting to me. And also what I really admire about you and like you say, the Holy Spirit working and healing like that. I grew up in an environment where that just didn't happen. The Holy Spirit doesn't work in those ways. So I've got all this like negative like mantra of that's not the way the Holy Spirit works in the back of my head. So what convicted me is that uh, a few months ago I had a coworker who's in a tremendous amount of pain. Mm-hmm. And like I can feel like inside of me like the Holy Spirit is saying pray for him here yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like not just say pray for, not just to say like, Hey, bud, I know you're hurt and I'll pray for you then and go back to my desk. But it was like, pray for him now here. Mm-hmm. And the guy's a non-believer and I was so terrified and so thinking about the end result and, and it's like, no, it's not going to work. Yeah. And to me, it's, I, I really like uh, convicted, convicted is one word, but the other word is I felt like I really missed out. Mm-hmm. Like God was mm-hmm. about to do something awesome. Yeah. And I'll, I missed it. Like I, I, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just I've one of those there, like, yeah. like a weak moments, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I just think of like the prophets in the Bible and, you know, John the Baptist, even the disciples, like they're in like society's eyes, like they're some weirdos, you know, like if yeah. you really look at their lives, they're weird. They're not the normal people in society. So I think that like fear of man deal, you know, is a big yeah. one. Like what we think mm-hmm. of what other people think of us, I think is a big thing. The body of Christ needs to get over and, you know, have Jesus help us through because yeah, at the end of the day, we're kind of, we're weird, you know, we're different. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that keeps derailing, but like, this is something that's very interesting to me because I've heard many, many sermons from, from pastors that I listen to online that I respect, but at the same time, they're, they're what is known as a cessationist. Mm-hmm. And they believe that the Holy Spirit, once the apostolic age was over or apostolic age was over, um, and all the apostles died, that the Holy Spirit doesn't work like that yep, anymore. That's, that's the exact teaching that I grew up with. Like the Holy Spirit only works at helping you understand the Bible. That's as, that's as, and bringing people yep. to believe in Jesus, but he doesn't work in any other ways other than that. And my curio- I have, I'm curious, have you met anybody that is a cessationist and you'd be like, so I did this in Jesus's name. What do you do with that? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I do. I, there's a Western guy out there um, and he is part of a 
just a denomination that is more cessationist. Um, yeah. And I, I'm friends with him. He's a great, you know, Christian guy, loves Jesus. Um, and I have shared, you know, some of these stories and, um, you know, I haven't really gotten like, I, you just kind of get a little, some weird looks maybe like he hasn't been one to like argue with me, but just kind of like, Oh, um, interesting. Um, but I think for this situation, at least this guy out there, just Oman is such a, just a lot of like spiritual activity, both bad and good. Yeah. So I think the more and more he's been out there, the more and more he's seen that, man, there's really spiritual realities, you know, going on out here. Um, and I think just with that cessationist type teaching, I think we need to be careful on like basing theology off of experience. Cause I think, um, I don't know, cessationist, like the reason they're cessationist is because they ha- really probably haven't seen, you know, a healing happen or different things like that. And they all live in the U.S. too. Yeah. <laughs> or most of them do. But I also think that we're John like MacArthur. the people who the people who <laughs> believe that Holy Spirit does these things today, they're kind of at fault because I feel like there are still a lot of people in America who believe Holy Spirit does these things. But there's still a lot of cessationists, which means, you know, if you believe in it, I, I feel like we need to be showing it, you know, and we need yeah. to be like, because if if all the people who believed in the work of the Holy Spirit today were, were moving in it and going after it and taking risks and stepping out, I, I think obviously the cessationist number would go way down. Yeah, well, I'd like to jump in and just say that since Nathan's been home just visiting, it's been awesome to see um, his just boldness and reaching out and praying for p- different people. And now I've got to witness it with my own eyes. We had basketball tryouts. I coached seventh grade basketball, and I'm running these kids to death, and I look over, and Nathan's praying with one of the dads. And man, the guy had shoulder pain and it went away 100%, came back the next huh. day. He said, Hey, you know, it, it's the worst at night. So I'll come back tomorrow and I'll, I'll let you know how it's doing. comes back the next day. Dude, it's gone. He's like, maybe just a little bit, but it, he's like, it would be like searing pain at night and you know, it's gone. So I think that no matter where you are, we can use America as a excuse, you know, well, it, things aren't as, you know, spiritual like that over here, but God wants to work miracles and kind of like you were saying jason like we don't want to miss out to for him to use us right because we have the opportunities and hopefully he can use us if we're we're bold enough to to go out and and get after it totally yeah so let so right before we take a break i want to hear another story right before we go to break so another story about healing something awesome like Jason and I usually do bad news than good news on the on the episode, but <laughs> we're almost kind of going in reverse order. Good news, I don't good know. news, me. Like we we're kind of doing like the awesome stuff, and then maybe after the break we'll get into some of the demon stuff. But yeah. I want to hear another awesome. Like so, one of the things that I I thoroughly enjoy and just is hearing stories about God working, and like we can kind of get into these modes, especially like in our current culture of like everybody's kind of going through this this deconstruction mode. Yeah, and it's like really disheartening because it's like is this thing like are people just tearing this thing down because they're they're hurt by it or like they just don't believe in it anymore and then i hear stories about like what our church does through the prisons or hearing stories just about little kids being healed from Mm -hmm, awful sicknesses i.e your your nephew jason yeah and and then hearing these stories about from oman from nathan and i'm like i don't care what the deconstructionists say if people need to deconstruct bad things and in christianity like um just certain theologies that aren't helpful and other things like that like that's fine but like you can't you can't deny these things that are happening Mm -hmm. and like you there's nothing really that you can use to explain these awesome events other than god is working the holy spirit is working and we're seeing people healed in a real way and not in a fake way like 
okay, their their pain's gone just for a couple hours. Like God gave them an Advil. No, God is taking away pain mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. healing people from sicknesses. And I just think that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So one more story before we go to break, Nathan. Great. Yeah, the one that uh, came to mind. Um, yeah, one week, and I want to do this more in this n- next year, but um, me and my buddy uh, Chris, who is living with me out there, we're both going after the same things out there. Um, we decided we wanted to do kind of a faith journey. I think like we kind of modeled it after, I think it's Luke 10, if I'm not mistaken, where Jesus sends out the 72 and he, yeah. he basically tells people not to bring any money or, you know, food or, or anything like that. Just go out, um, go to a city. Uh, he talks about how you, yeah, go heal those in it who are sick and, you know, preach the kingdom and do that. So anyways, we just decided, okay, we want to take a kind of a faith journey out to a village and, not take any, you know, food or have really any plans and just see if, you know, someone will let us stay with them and just kind of reach these people. So anyways, we were out there, um, just kind of, yeah, felt, went to a village we felt led to go to. Um, and we went out there and instantly when we were out there, um, the Lord just kind of led us, uh, led us to this house. We just felt like this house when we were passing by, we, you know, kind of just a little feeling in our hearts, like maybe we should go to this house and knock on the door and see what happens, you know, (laughs) nothing too spiritual, just kind of like a weird inner feeling, like, Maybe it was just the house that was big and looked sweet. You know, maybe it was that. <laughs> um, but anyways, we went up to this house and just knocked on the door. And um, instantly a guy came out. And instantly uh, we just kind of were straight up why we're there. We're just like, hey, we, we're followers of Jesus. We, you know, love to pray for people and just uh, share about him and his life. Like we felt led to come to this house to share that with you. Can we talk to you? And just instantly this brother welcomed us in. And he kind of shared, you know, some Islam stuff. So we had a little, you know, half and half like Mm. him, you know, evangelizing us, us, you know, doing our thing to him, but we got to share with him a lot. And anyways, through this, we ended up getting to hang out with his brother. Um, and while we were out, um, with his brother, um, we ended up just go visiting a different family member's house. And while we were there, we met, um, this guy's cousin. So anyways, it's me, my buddy, Chris, our new Almani friend and our Almani friend's cousin. And, um, one thing I've just been really interested in is the spiritual gifts uh, in First Corinthians and just kind of, you know, diving into, okay, what are these? What do these mean? And one specifically, one gift uh, that I'm interested in is the word of knowledge. Um, and I've, you know, heard different, you know, people kind of talk about what it exactly is. And, but anyways, I met a guy who basically asked God to just reveal stuff to him um, about other people that only God would know. So you can kind of just be like, Hey, I feel like God is saying this about you and just bless people and just, uh, different things like that. So anyways, long story short, I'm kind of asking God to give me one of these words of knowledge for, um, these guys that we're with. And as I'm doing that, I feel like this tingly feeling in my right elbow, just like a weird abnormal feeling. I never get in my body, you know, just like a weird (laughs) outside feeling this, this happens. Um, so anyway, so I asked the guy across from me, my new Omani friend's cousin, um, Hey, like, do you, do you happen to have like right elbow problems? And instantly he looked at me like shocked and just started explaining, like, like I injured this like 10 years ago in an accident. My cousin who's sitting right here doesn't even know about my right elbow issues. But like when I work out and like, um, try to lift weights, like it like pops out like this. Like I know the viewers can't see my elbow, but like he can't like go like this, you know, it, it's like this. Um, so he was like, I can't bend it. Well, he fully. can't do a regular cr- like he curl. can't do a ready regular curl. Like he's, it's weaker, you know, yeah. different things like that. Um, so anyways, it wasn't an instant pain in that moment, but he was like, I have mobility issues, like all this stuff. And anyways, 
Um, so God just reveals that to him and he's super shocked. He's like, how do you know this? And it just opens up a huge door to just, you know, share like, this is Jesus. He knows you. He sees you. He wants, you know, wow. wants you to know him. <laughs> um, just opens up like, that's just what, what's so cool about just, you know, Holy Spirit just opens up such huge doors just to share Jesus and show people Jesus. So anyways, you get to pray for his elbow and I got to, um, just, yeah, we exchanged numbers. He was like, in that moment, he was like, I gotta like, like it's feeling better, but I got to really check to see if it's feeling better when I go to the gym, like the next day, um, to, you know, do his curls, you know, this guy loves love the curls, <laughs> pump, it up. pump the iron. Um, but he was just super blown away and it just was a whole night of us just being able to share the gospel, just the story of Jesus with him and with, uh, his cousin as well. And then later that night we got to go meet with all their other friends as well. And, um, and again, we were just kind of, you know, in the, the zone kind of, you know, just really focus on this is why we're here. We're here to share Jesus and pray for people. So later on, we were with a group of, uh, it was probably 12 or 13 Omani guys. They're just sitting outside playing cards all together. And, um, I just start saying like, Hey, does anyone have pain? Like we can pray for you and Jesus can heal you. Um, and then, yeah, some guys with back pain, back pain left in that moment. And, uh, just, uh, I, I forget a, a lot of healings have happened. So I, I, but just it's funny a lot of healings yeah. happen. it's hard to keep track <laughs> of them all <laughs> different uh yeah so different healings happened that night and anyways after all this happens this guy invites us to stay over at his house gives us an amazing breakfast um and we just had a great weekend so that was super super cool and they got blessed and hopefully we're hoping uh, like yeah seeds were scattered um in these guys lives and we're going to hear more from them in this upcoming year Huh. That's so awesome. Uh, gosh. So, like, I'm feeling convicted. <laughs> <laughs> so, why does it, does it, why do you think the healings work over there, but maybe not over here? Or maybe they do, we just don't hear about them. Well, I think, I think really, um, that's a lie of the enemy. I, I think yeah. God's the same. Like, why would God change geographically? You know, is he different over, you know, in the mission field than he is in America? And, why is, you know, over there, the mission field and here not like Americans need Jesus real bad, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I think that's a lie. And I really came over here, you know, cause I've heard that, like, you know, kind of that just school of thought, like, you know, miracles only happen in the mission field type thing, but not really in America. So I, as I was coming back home to visit, I had that in mind and I was just in my mind, I was like, okay, I re I really don't believe this. I refuse to come under the influence of the school of thought. And I just, I'm determined to see, you know, God move in some amazing ways. And, and honestly, on my plane ride back from Oman, uh, a lady's back was feeling better. She got, you know, super touched, one of the um, stewardess on the plane. And then we get back and go visit my mom at my mom's work. And uh, her coworker had this, like, shooting pain up and down her elbow. And she had a little um, wrap on. My brother was there as yep. well. Um, she called it tennis elbow. It sounds like a a white person rich issue. white lady <laughs> <Andrea. Yeah. laughs> but anyways First world problems <laughs> tennis elbows really acting up yeah but anyways pray, i got to i just explained to her like look i want to pray for you i believe jesus can heal you i've seen it a lot happen over in oman can i pray for you and right there you know in michigan in america commerce, michigan yeah you know, commerce michigan holy spirit moved and her the pain instantly left fully left and she like was getting super overwhelmed by she just basically God. jumped jumped out from behind her desk was just blown away and again it was the same thing we mary and i went to the like kitchen to get some snacks and we come back and it's like 
oh, Nathan's praying with somebody. Like <laughs> he's been on the soil for he's two, constantly two hours for people. And it was so great. And she was just so blessed and got to share Jesus with her because of that, you know, wrist pain being healed. Yeah. I think I love Romans. Romans talks about it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. And I think, I think that's been God the whole time, you know, like that's, I think his main jam, like not, you know, scaring people into the kingdom, but I think revealing his kindness and his love to people is how his main, you know, jam and how he brings people to repentance. Um, so I just love that. I think even in the old Testament too, it was, you know, after years and years and years and years of patience before, you know, judgment came just revealing his kindness Mm -hmm. and mercy, you know? So he loves that. It's official. Nathan's way wiser than <laughs> the rest of us in here. No, 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 no. This is why it's not your pastor's uh, no, podcast. Exactly. We know nothing. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Anyway, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Nathan and Phil, and they're just going to share some more stories, and it's going to be an awesome time. So come right back, guys. Well, Jason, you know, with a new year, we got to make up some new commercials, but the new commercials are going to be with some of the same old asks, essentially. And those are basically this. All of our fans out there, we need some five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. See, one of the things that iTunes does especially is because of the five-star rating, it helps other people see our podcast more. So one of the things that we really want to do is we want to get this podcast into as many people's hands as possible. So just listen to a couple people that have actually left us five-stars review. This is what they had to say. Uh, the title of this is Always a Great Listen. I've listened from the first episode. Jason and Alex have awesome energy and chemistry first and foremost. The guys select well-founded subject matter and host brilliant guests. The presentation provides intellect and humor and an honest take on current and historical topics. Ooh, I didn't know we were that historical. On some things, yeah. Uh, each episode gets better and I'll look forward to their future podcast. Great podcast to say the least. Thank you so much, Ink and Sun. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, also, this uh, another one that just is simply awesome with an exclamation point. This podcast is awesome, great, and challenging content, content with some fun humor mixed in. I mean, what more do you need to say about us? We're funny, but we're also... Uh, that makes it sound I'm, okay. I'm really funny, Alex. <laughs> I'm funny all the time. Let me read one more from a good friend of mine. Uh, this one says, great content, exclamation point, says, I'm so proud of Alex for moving on to bigger and better things after the emotional and tragic breakup of the greatest band to come to Michigan this century, Kodiak era. That's from my friend Andrew, who we were just on his podcast, the Probably Wrong Podcast, oh. talking about Calvinism. So, man, that's another plug in, in this commercial. Uh, Probably Wrong Podcast is coming out with a show soon uh, that we're on that we got interviewed for so make sure you it listen. was a blast yeah make sure you listen to that episode and also make sure you leave us a five-star review so let's get back to the interview all right we are back with the Piseki brothers uh philip and nathan jason is still here he's yep. got his tea and he's ready to go for this second part of the interview round here. two round two fight hey. Fight! <laughs> Kumite! <laughs> anyway, so one of the things I'm really interested about, um, and this is just my uh, personal interest, is Oman is a primarily Muslim country. Correct. And so I'm kind of curious about your dealings with Muslims over there. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit in the in the stories that you were telling. You ran into a guy and he was trying to evangelize you over to Islam and you guys are trying to evangelize him to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... But there's also an element to uh, 
Islam that, or they're not just Islam, but Islams and Christians, like some Christians will say, well, like, well, Islam, those are just our Muslim brothers and they believe the same in the same God we do. They just call him Allah. We call him Jesus. So have you uh, witnessed any of that? And also if you've had any dealings with uh, Muslims, how that, how what that goes. he's trying, is there a coexist bumper stickers over there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, I feel like one of the main things I run into is really this, I I hope I get the English word right, I've been studying Arabic so much, but like, kind of like a progressive mindset of like, okay, I'm Muslim, I believe my deal, you're Christian, you believe your deal, you're good, I'm good, like, you're doing Mm -hmm. your cool thing, I'm doing my cool thing, let's go drink coffee and just have a good time and play sports or something, you know? Um, so there's, yeah. It's cool that it's not hostile, at least. Yeah, so for the majority of them, it's not hostile, um. But yes, it's very much like, I'm good. I don't need help. You're good. You don't need help. Like, let's not even talk about it, you know, type thing. But um, I think as far as, um, yeah, it being, you know, the argument of whether the God of, you know, the Quran and Islam is the same as the God of the Bible. Um, I know there's, yeah, some different arguments on that and different viewpoints. But um, but I think I, I'm fully on the end of like, man, it is so different. Um, like it's very, an interesting topic to study is actually the similarities between Mormonism and Islam. Uh, Joseph Smith and Muhammad, they both went into caves and sought like spiritual, spiritual answers. I did did do some research on that. Yeah. So they both go into caves, seek spiritual answers. They both have these spiritual experiences. They both foam at the mouth and they both come out with a, you know, religion that, kind of gives Jesus some love, but like changes it just enough to like, you know, mess everyone up. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it, Islam in general is totally like a trick of the enemy, a demonic stronghold to just lead people away from Jesus just that much because they're, they're super open to speaking about Jesus because there's, you know, stories about him in the Quran, healing the sick, even raising the dead. He's like the most impressive prophet according to them. And they even believe in the second coming that he's going to come back one day. Um, but they change it just enough to believe, you know, he didn't die and resurrect, but they, they think they're good. They think they're, you know, like, like, oh, we love Jesus. And they think it's enough because, you know, they give him credit for all these different things, but you know, they're missing it just this much, which is, you know, just a little bit of it missing is actually, you know, a world of a difference because they don't believe in his death and resurrection. Um, and you know, salvation. I was going to say, when I was over in Jordan, one of the young men that we met over there, he was like, if my parents, like if they uh, denounced Jesus, Isa, he's yeah. like, they would deserve to die on the spot. Yeah. And it's, but when you dig into it a little bit more, it's it's not the same Jesus. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. They respect them highly. Yeah. Like you're saying, there's like this little twist on it mm-hmm. and it's, it's, a, it's a huge difference, but yeah. it's... Like they would never There's, say Jesus is Lord. No. no. Yeah. And Jesus, no. you know, being divine is, is a no, no. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's such an interesting yep. topic. How can to God me. come to earth and defile himself and be among sick that, and that disease? Topic, it, yeah. And, yeah. More and, to come about that. And topic God dying. Is like, yep. Yeah. Ah, we could talk for days on this. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm, yeah, that was just something I was really curious about. So thank you for clarifying. No problem. Um, but let's let's get to so it's Friday the thirteenth, guys, yep. and everybody knows what happens on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, Max or Max, <laughs> axe murderers come out yeah. Friday the thirteenth. Is that Jason? Yeah. Well, I don't. I was just gonna say my name becomes really popular. Yeah, so it's like one of the Jason. things I've got going the slasher for me. movies yeah. and all I'm that stuff. 
terrified of scary movies. I can't watch them. I can't handle them. Uh, They're scary. <laughs> That's why I don't watch. So quick, them. quick story. Don't mess with it. I don't mess quick, with it. Quick story. We tried watching a scary movie at my old farmhouse that I used to live at, and the farmhouse was built in 1886. And before I like agreed to be the renter there. Uh, I was renting the house for my buddy. He told me a story about a little boy that died in the master bedroom of Scarlet Fever. And I'm like, that's my bedroom. Uh. And we were, we were watching this movie. My wife and I, we were dating at the time, but we were watching this movie. And it was a scary movie. And I, after the movie, I actually, we shut the movie off early because I'm like, I'm freaked out. Little boy died upstairs. I, I, I'm not staying the night here. And I actually stayed in the, at the night at her parents' house on the couch. <laughs> I was just wigged out. But I'm looking to get wigged out again from some of these stories <laughs> from I Nathan. Mean, you would only have to go back to our Halloween episode to hear about my whole upbringing and the, yeah. the haunted house I grew up episode in. Episode 10. Episode 10. Not your pastor's Halloween episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Nathan, take it away. Let's hear some stories. For sure, yeah. I'll totally share some stories. Uh, since being in Oman, I've seen just the reality of the spiritual realm and yeah. are they pretty sensitive to like the spiritual realm over there is it like over here it's like we only really see it in movies and like people are like ah angels and demons i don't know if we those exist it's just a fun part of a movie franchise mm-hmm. yeah they're very open to it they actually they basically spiritualize everything like the, yeah. if you get in a car accident you're it's because you're cursed you know like <laughs> yeah you know it just a lot of a lot of stuff they relate to just yeah spiritual realities um i think one thing we should like let our listeners know is because they're coming from all across the map like some people who grew up in a church like i did that kind of shut down the holy spirit also shut down demons as well like like you were saying alex like the holy spirit was just this thing that healed people at the time of the apostles so were demons yeah. They were just there at the time of the apostles. They're there in the New Testament. They don't exist today. They don't mess with us today. Uh, oh, they do. Bigfoot. Or <laughs> Bigfoot, the Nephilim. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Bigfoot's demonic. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? But like for some people they like, they don't think demons are that even exist or are real or anything of that nature. Yeah, I think maybe some of my stories will show otherwise <laughs> yeah so that's why that's why i'm curious to hear yeah for sure um i'll start off with one kind of funny story but also shows yeah the demonic realm a little bit um but yeah i'm hoping these stories at the end of the day i, I think these stories are really going to show um just the power of the holy spirit and how he's so much more powerful than any you know demon although they're real like i, I think us as believers we have more you know power in our pinkies than, you know, all the forces of hell, I think. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping these stories illustrate that. Um, take that Satan. Yeah. Like seriously, I I really believe that. Um, but anyways, one funny story, I'll get into it. Um, this was the, the one day I decided to wear shorts, um, you know, Uh around which Jason showed us through his Google searching that that's not a good thing to do in Oman. Um, so anyways, I'm in shorts and I'm with my, um, probably my best Omani friend, which we can tell a story about him later. Um, he got delivered of, of demons, but he wanted to take me around and show me like a traditional Omani thing that just they do. Um, so I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I was like, okay, I'll see some of the culture, what they do. So anyways, he ends up uh, taking me one night to this, like this field in this neighborhood. Um, and again, I'm in just shorts, kind of like, you know, 
short shorts to be honest like just <laughs> kind of like looking a little hipster this, yeah. this day like uh you know uh, for whatever reason um ended up getting there and it's just a field of about 200 omani people men women and children um and they're all gathered in a circle facing inward looking at the center and in the center there's a group of probably like six guys with drums and they're about to like do like this performance deal so i'm like oh this really looks interesting and fun and cool um, but I feel a little out of place because I didn't know what we were really doing that night. And everyone's dressed in their like traditional wear. So they're like fully, you know, covered up. And I'm the only white guy out of 200 Omani people. And I'm just totally like looking like a dumb American in shorts. Like <laughs> I never read anything about their culture or anything like that. Just brutal. Um, so I'm there hanging out and they end up starting to you know, do their performance deal. And they start banging on these drums and they start... Um, singing this song in Arabic and I they were singing pretty fast and Arabic songs are just hard to understand so I didn't know what they were singing about um, but they start singing and as they start singing um, they kind of have people going around like burning incense so it's kind of smoky too just kind of like a little spooky atmosphere there's like a mm-hmm. fire burning and stuff and they start singing these songs and uh, a few moments into them singing you'll just you randomly see like people in the crowd just start like twitching and kind of like manifesting oh, and really in really like weird ways and like they start doing like these body movements that they really look like unnatural like humanly kind of unnatural like dancing in just really like weird ways and i think my you know holy spirit discernment was telling me too like okay this is you know something weird going on here but i still really didn't know what was going on so i'm just kind of i'm watching you know like this woman just pop up out of the crowd she was sitting down now she's doing these weird like kind of contorting like body movements um that don't look natural to like the beat of the song. And then I finally asked my money friend, like, what's going on here? Like, what are we here? You know, what's going on? And he says, he's like, oh, they're calling on the 21 most famous jinn, which jinn is their word for like angels as well as demons, like the spiritual beings. Um, that's what the word jinn means. Um, so he says they're calling on the 21 most famous jinn to come like heal them and help them. And like, um, yeah just bless them um so he was like so the the people you see kind of like twitching around those are because the specific jinn they're singing to was inside of them and it's like awakening and coming coming up and it's happy that they're calling upon it so it's making them do these like body movements these like dances so that is terrifying this stuff is going on in front of me and um in your short shorts and i'm in my, I'm in my <laughs> short forget. shorts and my mind's going towards like okay what do I do? Do I, you know, get a surge of boldness, do some like, you know, crazy Jesus thing, like stop this all and just like, you know, (laughs) do something. But I'm just like, okay, I'm the one white guy, 200 Omani people, you know, I'm in short shorts. I'm not really, I don't know what to do. So I just felt led to like, keep talking to my Omani friend and just make sure like, dude, you're not about this. Are you like, like, you don't believe in this, like this, this is good. Right. And so I just start talking to him about it. But anyways, they keep singing and more people start, you know, popping up and more body twitching and they're calling upon these jinn, which they believe are good, you know, good spirits. I believe are demons. But I think, I think one thing about the spiritual realm, it's like the story of Moses. Um, you know, he has the staffs and he, you know, is turning the staffs into snakes. You guys remember the story? Yeah. 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 And then the magicians can actually, you know, mimic what Moses thing. is doing. So I think with the enemy and like the dark spiritual realm, I think, the enemy, I don't think he can create like new spiritual realities, but I think he can copy, um, you know, God realities. He sometimes. can David Blaine it. He can David Blaine it a little bit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that guy's um, creepy, man. 
Um, shot himself in the throat the other day. <laughs> I heard I'm about sorry. that. No, I heard about that. I didn't mean to derail you. No, that's great. So I think as we're calling on this, I think they are experiencing like some real, at least temporary healing just as a way of like the enemy trying to trap them even more in their, you know, wrong beliefs and lies they're believing. So anyway, so this is going on and uh, I'm just not sure what to do. So I'm just talking to my Omani friend and I'm like just making sure he's like not on board with this and I'm, you know, sharing Jesus with him. And um, yeah, so I was just kind of exposed to that, that that's like a thing that happens in Oman. Um, and I felt like the Lord just actually, yeah, it was just exposing me to that just for, you know, future moments where uh, I'm more equipped and I just, I know that's a thing in the culture now. So I think next time, uh, hopefully I'll be better equipped and ready to, I don't know, see what the Holy Spirit can do in a situation like that. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of crazy. Um, man. So that's what they, yeah, they do. They call on, call on Jin and stuff starts happening and people are possessed by him and they yeah start doing Man. stuff like that's so crazy <laughs> well, i hadn't like, even heard that one before so that, that's a new story i couldn't imagine me. like all of a sudden just like everybody's kind of like chilling to the music that's going on and all of a sudden just to see this woman start doing like this demonic elaine bennis dance like yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. like old women dancing like like feel like you couldn't even walk before and now you're like doing this crazy dance well my buddy had sent me some stuff on like exorcisms and when the guy was describing a demon possessed person he was talking about unnatural body contortions Mm. and that's like a common thing you would see and i'm i'm still stuck at what's an exorcism (laughs) like (laughs) like i know it's a movie but i don't think that that stuff is is real but then you hear experiences like this and it's like yeah we don't hear about it very like you you and i were having this conversation a while back but like we don't hear about it very much over here in the u.s i mean that happens but it's very on the dl like nobody talks about it and you have to you have to scour the internet pretty hard to find the stories of demonic possessions happening here in the u.s but Mm -hmm. well yeah i mean i've I've met some pastors and some therapists uh, you know who had said this it's totally real and don't mess with it yeah yeah (laughs) and that's that's probably like where i keep it at you know yeah and i've read too that uh like a theory why Maybe it happens less in the United States is because, you know, we have more people are more open to church and to pastors. And, you know, if you're dealing with a demon possessed person, our first thought's going to be, hey, maybe you should go to, you know, see a priest or see a pastor when in the Middle East, they're just open to any type of power they can get, you know, any type of healing they mm-hmm. want it and they're open to it. And, uh, you know, they're looking for it, which is the scary thing. So I also heard, too, it's like. You know, Satan and demons doesn't really affect Americans very much because why does he have to? We're we're pretty much really prone to being idolaters and haters of of good and lovers of money. So it's like he doesn't really have to do work very hard over here. Yeah, we got here. that stuff down, you know, real good. I think too. Let's go to the Apple Store and look around. <laughs> With being over there, they do they kind of spiritualize everything, which I think they over maybe over spiritualize some stuff. Like I don't think if you get in a car accident, that means you're cursed and things like that. But it has made me kind of realize more and more that I think we really do under spiritualize a lot of stuff here in the West. Like yeah. I, I yeah. do think, I don't know when I, reading the Bible, like I think here we've almost labeled like, you know, being so full of anxiety and fear and, and all these kind of different things and depression. We almost label that as normal. Like, oh, it's just a normal thing we all go through. But I think I'm not saying that's demonic possession, but I, I think, that's kind of a spiritual thing. And I think we can really under spiritualize, you know, different things like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had a, a 
minister who used to, you know, be, I used to be under, I guess. I don't, I don't know the correct word. There is tutelage. Yeah. But I mean, it was again, growing up in that church where the Holy Spirit's pretty much non-existent and his wife, um, went through this, I don't remember exactly what uh, the disease was and things, but she was pretty much on the verge of death. Like it was just kind of a given and the church and everybody, like everybody was praying for and she got better, but he refused to call it a miracle or even an act of God. Hmm. He just said, Oh, it's just, it's a coincidence. And just because something that looks miraculous, just because we can't explain it doesn't mean that the science isn't there for it. Mm-hmm. And but as like you, you might be right, but at the same time you come maybe you completely missed the Holy Spirit working. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I think that that's kind of speaks toward that under spiritualization that mm-hmm. we have going on here. I will say too that it was terrifying over Christmas break. It was actually Christmas Eve morning. Like my kids, and this is gonna make me sound like the worst parent and Christian, <laughs> but like. Our kids, unbeknownst to us, were trying to summon something. What? In the back room that one of our kids had picked up at school. Oh. So they were playing this game called Charlie or Dude, something. this is messed up. It is totally messed up. And so I it led to some really good conversations with our kids. But I remember doing that, too, as kids, like the Bloody Mary thing. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. yeah, ever got... Yeah, the bathroom. Got, and- yeah. I was always too afraid to do it. I'm no. like, nope, not doing it. Yeah. If, yeah. The, no. if somebody shows up in the mirror, I'm going to break that mirror. I'm going to have to replace it. Nope, not doing yeah. it. Yeah. And I was actually listening to, like, uh, it was a bad Christian episode. They had yeah. that, that guy who was. The sat- Satanist who this, turned into a Christian? Yeah. Which I, you have to dig and find that episode. But he was saying he did the Bloody Mary thing and she showed up. Because I think lots of people did that when they were kids, but didn't see anything yeah and and there he was like i actually asked that question he's like praise be to god there wasn't a demon present (laughs) yeah and so i mean the hands-off stance is a pretty good one in my book like acknowledge like yes they are they're real and don't mess don't mess with it yeah man yeah this is definitely one of the instances where like (laughs) Curiosity killed the cat, and maybe other things maybe too. Possessed like, the cat, yeah, possessed the cat, which all cats are possessed anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you got any more stories for us, yeah, Nathan? We, about we those? can't end on a low note like that. No, we yeah, gotta totally. It, we got to bring it back up. No, yeah, I'll uh, I'll share. Yeah, another story of a full on exorcism. Like this yeah. guy had, yeah, two demons, um, and. Well, I'll just tell the story. I won't give away the ending, even though don't spoil it. Come on, ending is positive, so you guys can probably guess what's going to happen. But anyways, um, I ended up meeting who who now is my best Omani friend. Um, I ended up meeting him one day at a movie theater, like forty five minutes away from my house, Um, and I was wasn't even seeing a movie there. I just like walked in there to check like a time for one of the movies, and it was just super random why I was even there. And I ended up meeting um, him, and he had back pain and got to pray for his back. And Jesus took his back pain away, um, and we exchanged numbers and realized we ended up living five minutes away from each other. So we became friends that way. And anyways, a few days after we became friends, he took us into his home village. Um, me and my buddy Chris um, took us into his home village, and 
right away he just started sharing all these demonic stories of how so many people there are into like black magic and witchcraft and um, just scare, just sharing all these you know super spooky stories of just people who get tormented by demons and um, possession and talked about how there used to be like this magician who ended up passing away but he used to ride like a like a dog around he would sit on it backwards and the dog would actually like climb up trees and the guy wouldn't fall off the dog and like what? it would tell he would tell stories like that of what happens in this this area Omani in Oman Gandalf. yeah so he's just telling these stories um and kind of just trying to like spook spook me out um so anyways i just end up sharing like look like you know as you know i'm a follower of jesus and there's so many stories of jesus in the bible as well as in the quran of him you know casting out demons and getting rid of demons and um you know he tells his followers to do the same um so i can if you have any friends who you know struggle with any of this stuff like i can pray for them and jesus can free them and i just i i say it confidently not anticipating his response and his response was he turned around and said I have two demons that oh, are inside man. of me and they torment me every single night. Let's, let's pray. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. This okay. got really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, he ends up saying it was late at night when that happened. So he was like, let's do tomorrow night. Um, because I've, you know, I've tra- he, he told me, he was like, I've traveled to India, India, not Indian. Um, I've traveled to India and have gone to like it sounded like witch doctors he's like i've gone to these people and paid them to try to free me and like it's super tiring and the demons don't like when people try to get them out of me and it sounds like he he just went to he did some weird like spiritual routes to try to get free from these demons um and he went to his he told me he was like i went to my local mosque because in islam they have the sheikh the the leader of the mosque read um like verses in the Quran over you to free you from these things. And he was like, I did that. And, uh, the Sheikh ended up telling me like, don't come back here. We can't help you like this. These aren't going anywhere. Um, so he had been for a long time. Um, yeah. Possessed by demons. Um, and the way it kind of, um, got into his family was because he had a maid from Sri Lanka who practiced black magic and she started working in their home and brought it into their house and ended up, um, getting the husband to divorce uh, his his wife and run off with this Sri Lankan maid. Um, and they were super into just witchcraft and black magic and all this stuff. So anyways, all this bad spiritual stuff got into their family. And he, my buddy had, yeah, two demons that possessed him and tormented him every single night. So anyways, the next m- night um, he ends up coming over. Um, I was advised by people who had experience in this to not do it alone <laughs> so i invited um good call, good yeah. call. Yeah. two uh christian guys over um to help me out so we get there and my buddy shows up and we just get right into it and i sit him down on the couch and i just explain to him like i get to share with him the whole gospel i i kind of went off of first john four eight i believe it is i could be getting that verse wrong but it talks about how Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So I just kind of went that route. Like, look, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's what he's going to do tonight. Destroy the works of the devil in your life and get rid of these demons. Um, and got to just share about his death and resurrection. It was a super cool moment. Um, and anyways, we get started. And before he starts, he was like, just so you know, like, they don't like when people try to do this stuff. Like, they're going to react. They're going to do stuff. Um, and just so you know, I have one. His name's Nabilian from Spain, and he speaks Spanish. And he was like, and I have another one. Wow. His name's Sharma from India. And he 
doesn't like when you do this either. Holy so this is God. what he tells He's me. He's got the names, I know, dude. I have names. They speak so different languages. Oh, I'm getting chills down my back right now. So this is what he tells me. Um, so anyways, we just start we start praying. Um, we lay our hands on him. He's on the couch. We're, we're just praying. Um, and as we start praying, we're just, you know, we're praying authoritative prayers. Like, you know, get out in Jesus' name. You know, stuff like that. Um, and we're praying and praying and, you know, a few minutes in, uh, it's no longer my Omani friend. You could just tell, like he goes somewhere else and then his eyes start like twirling around, moving in really, you know, unnatural directions. Um, he tenses up, starts breathing really heavily. Um, and sure enough, a few minutes in, he starts just yelling in Spanish and he's just yelling in Spanish. And, you know, my Omani friend, he doesn't speak Spanish. So it's like, this is, you know, the demon. Um, so that's happening. Um, and we just keep praying. We're, you know, we're, we're not, you know, trying to get entertained by the demon. We're just, we're trying to get him out. We're uh, just praying and praying, uh, that Jesus, yeah, we're just, you know, taking authority, the authority that we believe we have as Christians. And, um, yeah, through that, um, he's just yelling in Spanish at one point he kind of rips out of our arms and gets up and, uh, he just felt super, yeah, super strong. And he gets up and he's like, started pacing a little, just like yelling at the wall. And we kind of get him back down on the couch and we're just praying more and more, probably about 25 minutes in, um, that demon just kind of stops and like stops talking, quiets down. And it seems like, you know, it went away. Um, but we're just praying and praying. And then all of a sudden, yeah, my buddy tenses up again. His eyes start going a little crazy again. And then this other demon starts talking. Um, and just starts saying just stupid stuff to us, you know, like he looked at me one time and said, who do you think you are? And I like, you know, got a little offended. I was like, what do you mean? Who do you think I am? Like I, <laughs> Nathan Pysak, yeah, I have Jesus. I'm coming to the authority of Jesus. Like, who do you think I, what do you mean? Who do you, who I am, am I? an ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, I just keep praying and praying and we're all praying. Um, and yeah, about, um, I would say it was about 55 minutes later, my buddy finally, uh, my Almani friend start, just finally comes back and he just says, guys, like they're gone. Like I, I always feel like their presence like inside of me and they're gone. Like they're not wow. here anymore. Um, like they left and he was fully back, you know, like you could tell it was fully him in his right mind again. Um, and he just fully, yeah, he got free that day. Um, and it just turned into a really cool opportunity to share more. And we, we shared with him like, look like you have an empty void now. Like you need, you know, the Holy spirit to fill it. You know, you have yeah. these bad spirits, you need someone else to fill it. And he, that night he didn't get to the full on like point of like Jesus is Lord following Jesus, Holy spirit. I want you. But he really left knowing like, if I have issues with this, like Jesus is the answer, like God's spirit's the answer. Um, so it just, it really, I think, um, yeah, opened a lot of doors and it has, um, to a lot more spiritual conversation. I believe, uh, yeah, he's still not saved. So everyone listen to this, be praying for him. But, um, I think he's, he's getting really, really close with all these experiences that he's had, but yeah, so he got full on free and, um, yeah. That like reminds me of like the the sons of Sceva story Mm -hmm. in Acts 19, where like the, the sons of Sceva are trying to do these exorcisms on this guy and the demon that's possess the man just comes out and says uh i know who jesus is i know who paul is i don't know who you guys are and they just mm-hmm. whoops the snot out of them and they run home the bible says they run home naked which is 
I don't know why I always laugh when I read that story. Because <laughs> it's funny. Because it's funny, child. but like, <laughs> but like Nathan, when you told the story, like the demon's like, who are you? And you're like, uh, I'm Nathan Piseki, and I'm with Jesus, so get ready to get just thwarted right now. <laughs> yeah. Just the smack, like, <laughs> WWE on you. Yeah. Uh, so elbow drop. Yeah, but like, that is just, it's so incredible. And I love that, you know, you, I don't want to dog different people but like you see people on on television they and there's always these stories of like the people doing uh miraculous healings or casting out demons but the end game is always to get money i feel like and that's just the end game is personal gain the end game is personal yeah exactly and it's like so disheartening and it's like i almost feel like those people give the whole rest of christendom a bad name Mm -hmm. but then you go over there and you're like listen my one goal is to show everybody who Jesus is. And yeah. whether that's through healings or exorcisms or just being kind to people, mm-hmm. like that's that's the end goal. And that's one of the things that's just truly amazing to me. So like if you're one of these people that's listening to this podcast and you don't believe in demons or you don't believe the Holy Spirit works in certain ways, I hope this is something that's going to convince you otherwise. Because I used to be one of those people that's like, ah, I think it exists, but you know, I've never really heard of it, so I don't know. But I keep hearing these stories over and over, and they're from these faithful men and women. And it's like, man, God is still working these incredible ways. Just because it's the 21st century doesn't mean he still doesn't heal people. He doesn't free people from addictions. He's still doing these things, and it's it's incredible. So yeah, yeah I was I was thinking like because we're we're doing this like pastors academy thing. Yeah, and well, I feel you were you. Yeah. You you know what it's like too, and Alex doesn't. I do, and I was just thinking after I I heard a couple of these demon stories, it's like okay, I didn't grow up with this being an actual reality, and if at some point I'm gonna be a pastor or a spiritual leader of or some sort, whatever that may be, like it's not that I'm in love with demons, like you said, Alex. Like Jason loves demons. Yeah, no, nice. it's just like it's not even a curiosity. It's like I know they're there. But like, it's not like a position of fear or weakness. It's I want to be prepared. Like, oh, how do we handle this? Mm-hmm. And here you go at your young age, and they're like, you just, you just do it. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I think uh, like we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because there are those people who have you know misused the miraculous and you know have been in it for financial gain. And I feel like for a lot of believers, that's really you know, giving them a bad taste in their mouth. So they just, yeah. they've thrown healing out altogether. They've thrown the Holy Spirit stuff yeah. out altogether because uh, people who have mis- misused it. But I, I don't think we can throw, you know, throw it all out because of people who misused it. Um, yeah, it's just, and I, I do think, um, I, like I do hear from a lot of people, like there's this really big interest in like the demonic realm because, you know, you hear of a lot of just weird activity. There's a lot of horror movies, you know, yeah. about just exorcisms and really demonic stuff. We really way. glorify it. But I think, yeah, um, I think, yeah, Christians, if we can grab hold of like, man, the other end of it, like Holy Spirit is so much more powerful than all these demons. I think, yeah, if we really put our interest on the good spiritual stuff. Um, we can really start seeing it happen in our lives. And yeah, if we focus on it and believe for it and go after it and take mm-hmm. risk, I think it can really become a reality um, in our lives. Yeah, I would like venture to say that pretty much anybody in existence or anybody who's going to listen to this episode, like if you have any toward, inkling toward God, like you want to see him work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like 
like I, I I mean I've had instances of of prayer. I mean I just watched one with my nephew, yeah. like who was just in the hospital with pneumonia, RSV, and influenza B. And I went up there last Sunday, or maybe it was two Sundays ago. And I mean this guy is out. And he's just o- over a year old, and he looked he looked awful. He looked terrible. And the next day they sent him home. Mm-hmm. But so many people have been praying for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not about to chalk that up to coincidence. He just, you know. Yeah. The doctor's it, got the right medicine. Like, he just nah. got, like, like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say the doctors didn't do their thing. But, yeah. but just like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to under spiritualize that. I'm, I'm sick of saying, no, that's just coincidence or yeah. no, God wasn't working there. No, I'm going to give him credit. Yeah, Totally. It is the power of prayer, man. Like I've been so challenged to not say, I'll pray for you, like you said, and then, you know, maybe forget that night. But hey, let's stop right now. Let's yeah. let's put hand lay hands on you and lift you up to Christ and ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to do the work and you know, whatever we're looking for and and God's looking to work and he wants to use us. So Yeah, I think that's a big question too of people who have said, like, you know, I've never seen, you know, a healing happen. I think that'd beg the question, like how many people have you prayed for? You know, how, yeah, how yeah. many times have you stepped out? Cause I think well, even people so. listening to this who are interested in seeing, you know, Jesus heal the sick. I think I would challenge you pray for 50 people say pain, get out in Jesus name. And I feel like I really believe you'll be baffled by the results yeah, of just I mean, the power in the name of Jesus. You're praying for people cause you want them to see Jesus. You also like, nobody wants to be in pain. No, like, yeah, you don't want to see him go around hurting, but like our, our concept of prayer over here is like, dear Jesus, please give me the Powerball numbers. And I promise I'll give, you know, most of it. To I'll the give church. 90% back to the church. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we've got like this really crappy concept of what prayer even yeah. is. A weak concept. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool, guys. Well, uh, Jason, do you have anything else for Nathan or Phil? And before we go move on to our housekeeping yeah, stuff, I told and you, you can't put me on the spot like this. <laughs> eventually, um, you're going to get it. Yeah, eventually. I don't know. Like one thing from my trip over in Jordan is um, one of the guys I went on the trip with was circulating these videos saying uh, that Muslims were being converted to Christianity through their dreams. Mm-hmm. They were having dreams where they saw Jesus and becoming believers, which over there, the more I understood the culture and got to know it over that week was insane. Like anybody who would who would convert to Christianity is insane over there. Mm-hmm. And I, well, when I first heard it, I was like, no, 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 God doesn't work that way. He doesn't work through dreams like that. And then I we got over there and we met our missionary. I was like, does are people having like dreams over here mm-hmm. with Jesus and converting to Christianity? He's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a <laughs> oh, doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking like, no, not, not really. You know, yeah. not, it can't be like, I'm still like doubting until he introduced us to a guy. And I heard a story firsthand of his dream and just, just insane to see that. I, it kind of reminded me, I think it's, it's uh, maybe Esther where it's like, even though, like if if you choose not to work, God's still going to work. You're just going to miss out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you t- That's so good. Like God's going to work regardless if if you want to witness it or not. Yeah. And to me, like there's this point. Where it's like I'm really tired of missing out. 
And then there's this other part of me that's, it's scary. It's scary to pray for somebody on the spot, which is what I admire so much Mm -hmm. about you. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, that's my, I'm like, I'm glad I got to meet you today. (laughs) (laughs) That's been awesome. Would you guys mind if I like just prayed for the listeners and prayed for you guys out? I think, I think if we didn't, we'd really be like missing missing it. Before we, before we go to, to prayer time and kind of close out, uh, is there anywhere that people can follow, yeah. like Nathan Piseki, you, uh, you the adve- of many adventures of Nathan Piseki and the Holy Spirit? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. If uh, you guys go to np24.weebly.com, Weebly is W-E-E-B-L-Y. Um, you guys can find my website, and there you can request to be on my monthly newsletter. I, I sent out an email just of oh, stories you got a of newsletter? what God is doing. Yeah, oh, Alex, come we're on. signing up for a Where newsletter. Where you been? Newsletter? We'll put the we'll put the link in the show notes yeah. for sure. So yeah, Absolutely. so you can do that. And all and on that site is uh, and on my newsletters all all the information on uh, just support and just yeah anything prayer requests uh, whatever you guys would want access to, and my emails on there too. So you guys can just say what's up and. I can say, hey, what's up, back? <laughs> can we come visit you? Uh, yeah, dude, you can come visit me. I'm, we'll I'm planning drink a trip. Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's let's pray real quick. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, Jesus, thank you for just the power in your name right now. I just pray for every listener right now. Um, yeah, and just the guys around this uh, table as well, Alex, uh, Philip, and Jason. I just pray, God, that yeah. Just even uh, as as we're praying right now, that there would just be uh, a refreshing in our hearts just for the things of you, Jesus, that we would be ones who obey the commands of Paul, that we would just earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, that we would step out and take risks and, and pray for the sick, that we would go after these things. I pray right now just for even everyone listening with pain in their body. I just pray just uh, miracles would just fall right now, that um, even as people are listening, just that back pain would leave, knee pain would leave, migraines would leave, just miracles would come that you would just reveal yourself God as the God of miracles I just thank you that you're so hungry to reveal yourself as that just to show your kindness and your love for people to lead them towards repentance so Jesus I just thank you so much for this time I uh yeah just bless this podcast and just all their future uh yeah shows is that that's what you call it shows yeah podcast show (laughs) um yeah in Jesus name amen amen Wow, Jason. That might be my favorite, most favorite interview we've done so far. It was great. And I think it's a great opening for 2017 as well. Uh, And most of the viewers, you you, you don't know this because this this is happening off uh, off the mic, but after we got done with that interview, before Nathan and Phil left, they prayed for us. Uh, I have some weird shoulder pain and Jason has some back, lower back pain and Nathan prayed for us. So it was awesome. Uh, updates to come if those things yeah. were healed. And if not, it doesn't matter. It was still a great interview. Yeah. And I was just so appreciative of Nathan and Phil coming out and giving us uh, his time, especially because he's only here for so long in the States before he has to go back to Oman. And part of that time was spent here with us. So. Yeah. What do you say? It's like a 21 or 27 hour. Yeah. It's like a 21 hour plane ride yeah. in total with all the stops. Uh, so layovers and everything else. It's a nine hour time difference. Yeah. It's crazy. And he's leaving tomorrow, right? Yeah. So he's, he's, his last day was spent with us. So do that dude is full of a lot of wisdom. And maybe more than wisdom, boldness. Yeah, like, dude. Holy cow. Like, I'm going to read the word of Jesus and just do it. Yeah. And that, that's awesome. Really? I'm so glad that we were able to bring that to pe- for people to listen to. Like, 
it's powerful stuff. I hope I hope it the, my main hope for that for this episode in particular is not only for people to like hear stories about God doing something but just to encourage somebody like I know for me personally my darkest days some of the I just you, you feel depressed and it's like ah, this this whole Christianity thing just feels like an uphill battle yep. constantly all the time but then I spent my whole Sunday we're recording this on Sunday. The episode's coming out Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Ooh. But I spent my whole day today hearing stories about how amazing our God is and what he's doing uh, in the world still today, healing people and curing sicknesses. And just hearing those stories really lets me like lets my heart know, like, you're not done. There's still things to yeah. do. And there's no there's times to be sad, but there's also times to rejoice and just have joy. So... That's the main thing I'm going to take away, and that's the main thing I hope you take away from this too, listener. Yeah. But a couple housekeeping things, and we'll be done, and we'll let you guys get back to your day. Uh, make sure you leave us a five-star review on uh, on iTunes. Those help us out a lot, just like we said in the commercial. Be looking out for our interview that we did on the Probably Wrong podcast. As soon as they release that episode, we're going to give it to you guys as well. Yep. So make sure you go listen to them and listen to that episode that we did with them. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook, you like us on Twitter, you like us on Instagram, and guess what? If you've seen Rogue One, which I finally did, Jason, I finally (laughs) saw Rogue One, and it was amazing. No spoilers, but Bruce Willis was a ghost the whole entire time. (laughs) That's a different movie. Dang it. I always get those confused. But Jason wrote a blog about Rogue One yeah. and how it's brought him closer to God. Yeah. And <laughs> which is a funny <laughs> concept. But go read it. It's up on our website, notyourpastorspodcast.com. Check it out. Like us on all the social medias. And that really helps us out a lot, guys. And if you guys have any critiques or if you guys have any comments about the show, let us know because we want to make the show the best that we can. And sometimes we just need to hear that feedback from you, the listeners. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, like, uh, two, uh, there's a link in our show description, uh, for Nathan's website, like go to his website and, and help him out if you can, or, uh, you know, sign up for his, his email list. Like I'm excited to sign up for that and like get these stories on a regular basis. Yeah, man. As encouraging as today's been, like, it would be nice to get, you know, some encouraging stories of how God's working in other parts of the world. Like... Yeah, I'm excited about that, and that's one of the things too. Alex and I, uh, we haven't asked for money because we know that there's a lot of other stuff that ask for your money. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't need us asking for your money. I don't know how we're going to fund our podcast, but we'll find a way. I'd much rather you support a guy like Nathan, just this young guy stepping out on boldness, mm-hmm. going overseas and praying with people. It's it's really incredible. So check out his stuff and support him. And next week, I'm really excited, Alex. Oh, yeah. Our guest next week is going to be legit. Yeah. We have another author coming on the show, Keith Giles. And uh, I just want to point out something real quick before you talk about Keith. Yeah. This is a podcast called Not Your Pastor's Podcast. We're doing the most pastorly thing ever and having an author on who wrote a book about Jesus. Like he doesn't get more pastor than that. And our podcast is called not your pastor's podcast. I'm just, just a, just well, an observation. This guy was a pastor at a church, left his church, became the pastor at a house church where a hundred percent of the giving goes to the poor. 
That's pretty rad. It's pretty pretty cool stuff. He wrote a book which is really really good, and uh, he's scheduled to join us. Hopefully, it all works out. Sometimes you know you hate giving away what we're going to be doing in the future because it's hard to pin down these interviews and get times that work for everybody. But I'm I'm really excited to have him on. His book's called Jesus Untangled. Crucifying our politics to pledge allegiance to the Lamb, Alex. Ooh. It's good. It's really, really good. And it comes out next Friday, which is Inauguration Day. So, Wow. These yeah. are all timing up to be really good. The Demon episode comes out on Friday the 13th. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> and the Politics episode comes out on Inauguration, on inauguration Day. Day. All right. Well, guys, uh, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Yep. And remember, always, always keep, keep your stick, stick on, on the ice. ice.